Hello and welcome to the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast, a series of inspiring interviews with spiritual leaders and entrepreneurs who have successfully turned their passion into their own business and who are dedicated to living their best possible life while making this world a better place through their work, offerings, and authentic presence. I'm your host, Anna Frolic. I am an intuitive guide and mentor for purpose-driven business owners who are ready to break free from their self-imposed limitations so they can confidently step into their true calling, make more money working less, and embrace the life their soul is craving. I'm so excited you're here with us, and I can't wait to introduce you to today's guest. For more information about this and past episodes, please visit www.anafrolic.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Frolic, and I'm here today with Laura Powers. Laura is a celebrity psychic who has been featured by BuzzFeed, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, Motherboard Magazine, by Vice, and many other media outlets. She is currently in pre-production for a new television series about her work, and she is a clairvoyant psychic medium, a writer, actress, model, producer, writer, singer and speakers who helps others receive guidance and communicate with loved ones. Ever since she was a child, Laura has seen and sensed ghosts and spirits, and she has learned how to manage those experiences using this ability to connect with the angelic and other realms. She now uses her experience communicating with angels, spirits, and other energy beings to help her clients better understand and change their lives. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Laura. I'm so excited you decided to join me. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm very happy to be here and connect with you and your Mm -hmm. audience. Yeah, I'm really excited about the topics that we're going to dive into today. So um, first of all, I wanted to ask you some questions about, yeah, the more business-related stuff, and then I'd definitely like to hear a little more about your experiences in the psychic and other realms as well. Um, Yeah, so one thing I've noticed, and yeah, we've known each other for quite a while, actually, um, for those of you who uh, don't know, we... Matt, I think in 2011, uh, we were in the same class with Doreen Virtue, but we never mm-hmm. actually talked back then. I think it was yeah, until we later. Yeah, Facebook friends, and then mm-hmm. you kind of feel like you know each other more. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's been fun to stay in touch. And, um, yeah, so anyway, uh, one thing I've noticed is that, you know, you're a really multi-passionate person, and you have a lot of different uh, things that you do for a living and in business, and so I'm curious to hear, um, like w- one thing that I have always struggled with on my journey, cause I'm a multi-passionate person myself is kind of finding a way to do all those things without getting distracted. And, yeah. and it seems like you're handling that really well. So what's your <laughs> secret? <laughs> well, I think it's always a challenge. There's, um, 
uh, a book that I read a long time ago, which really helped me with this whole aspect called Refuse to Choose. And it, it talked about how there are certain people, not everyone is like this, but certain people who really thrive on doing a lot of different things. And I am definitely one of those people. And our society, I think, somewhat judges people like that and kind of says, you should focus on just one thing. And, and the truth is, if I just focus on one thing, I start to feel kind of dead inside. <laughs> and that book helped give me a permission to kind of just be and do and pursue, you know, whatever it is that I wanted to. That said, there are times when, you know, maybe a particular project or an area of focus might go by the wayside as something else has importance at that particular time. Um, so I just kind of, as an intuitive, as a psychic, just feel wherever the energy is or whatever I'm feeling drawn to at the time and spend time and energy on that. That said, uh, I am a big believer in uh, the concept of um, a little bit at a time that makes uh, a big difference. So kind of like, you know, the tortoise versus the hare, the, the tortoise wins. Um, so there's a book called The Compound Effect, which talks about this. So basically, if you do a little bit of something every day, you know, you don't have to carve out eight hours. I write, for example, uh, my goal is 15 minutes or three pages a day you know, kind of whichever comes first. And sometimes it's a little bit more than 15 minutes. It might be 20 minutes. But, you know, in doing that, for example, this year I've written two screenplays, um, partially finished a book and have another screenplay almost finished. <laughs> you know, it doesn't take very long if you just uh, approach things like in little chunks. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And Stuffley, one of the approaches that I like to work with as well to just kind of um, have little chunks of time and then do something else. And yeah. often for me, it's like just going outside and doing some gardening or going for a walk. And then I get inspired while I'm doing that. And, I, and then I do the next thing. And it really um, helps with uh, working through resistance. Like, you know, if you have resistance to doing something, either something that is like, you know, a chore or something that you need to do, but you don't want to, or if you have like creative resistance to something that you know is aligned for you, but you have a hard time you know, getting yourself to do it, it really helps. Like, cause whenever I would think, Oh, I don't know. I don't feel like writing today. I would ask myself, can I just do this for 15 minutes? <laughs> you know, 15 mm. minutes is not that long and that would really help with it. Um, and so you might have a few different areas that you're kind of focusing on or working on, uh, you know, different passions or interests. And if you do that approach, you usually can manage it. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. Actually. I, yeah, it's so true that like taking the first step is always the hardest. And once you're mm -hmm taking action, you get into the flow and then it's, it's yeah, easier to keep exactly. going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm um, talking about the book that you've been working on. I've been following your journey and been finding those posts really fascinating. Um, so you're working on a book um, of channeled messages from celebrities on the other side. Mm -hmm. um, so the first question I wanted to ask you about this is um, how did you get the inspiration to channel a book? Um, and like, I know you've been doing mediumship for quite a while, um, but like what fascinates you in particular about um, communicating with celebrities on the other side and what gave you the inspiration to write a book about that? 
Yeah, so I've been doing channeling for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And for those who aren't familiar with the term channeling, it's just basically, you know, relaying messages from another being through you. Uh, I am not a trans channel, though I could be. I I'm basically am like a mental medium or a channel mentally, meaning mm -hmm. I re receive the messages and then I relay them. And it works very well for me when I'm writing. So uh, this happened several years ago that I started to notice that certain celebrity spirits would show up. Like I'd open the channel and see who was there. And I was like, oh, it's Michael Jackson. Oh, it's Marilyn Monroe. And actually, Marilyn Monroe is one that has been around me since I was an adolescent. Um, and so that was always just kind of there. And I did some uh, channeled videos several years ago. And then my book that I'm about to release right now is called Archangels and Ascended Masters. And the book is Channeled Messages. And so I was got into this channeling for that book, um, written channeling, and I loved it. And one of the things I loved about it is... Um, you know, writing, when you're writing it yourself, it can be difficult. It can feel like a lot of work and you have to kind of solve problems and figure things out. Um, or if I'm doing a nonfiction book, there may be a lot of research that I have to do to write something. But mm -hmm. If it's channeled, they basically just say something and I, it's almost like dictation, you know, <laughs> it's like really fast and easy. And so I grew to really love that and mm -hmm. uh, thought this is really fun. I can write really fast. And it was always, always, like very interesting, fascinating messages that were coming through. So it was just kind of a natural next step to go into the celebrities who were already coming forward in many cases to give me messages or for me to share messages with other people. And yeah, it came together pretty fast. I actually started writing it last year. And then I kind of, like we talked about, felt like I needed to put it on hold. I was doing more work on television and traveling. Um, and then it came back um, that it was time for me to focus on it again. And so I picked it back up kind of where I left off. And um, I've actually just finished, like before this call, my last written channeled message of Marilyn Monroe for the mm. book. 33 different celebrities and um, yeah, I'm excited to share the messages of the world because I've gotten a lot of really positive feedback from the people that have been reading the messages that I've been posting. Mm. on social media. Yeah, those are really amazing messages. I just saw the one from Marilyn Monroe. I haven't re read it yet, but um, I read a few, I think um, Michael Jackson and yeah, a few more and just found the messages very touching. Um, mm. I was actually, yeah, I was quite surprised at, you know, how, um, I feel like there is a combination of the like the earthly personality, but there's also a higher aspect of the yeah. person who comes in and it's a really yeah. beautiful combination. They still, they still mm. have their personality, but they know more than when they are incarnated, you know, kind mm. of like wiser version <laughs> of themselves when they were mm. here. Yeah. And I can really feel the love that just comes through the words and it's very touching. So thank yeah, you. thank you for doing this amazing work. I oh, will definitely have to get your book when it's <laughs> ready. Um, what would you say um, are some of the like typical messages that, let's say, celebrities um, on the other side like to share or mediumship in general? Like if you talk to deceased loved ones, um, do you see any themes, um, especially maybe if they're talking to or if they know they're talking to a larger audience and they yeah. know they have, they can like, they have an opportunity to share a message with the world. Do you see any themes that are uh, coming up again and again? Yeah, there's definitely been some scenes. And that's one of the things mm -hmm. that's been really fascinating for me is to watch this kind of through line 
of um, you know all of these spirits and and some of the similarities of what they're sharing. Uh, so one thing to keep in mind in terms of celebrities is if someone has gotten to that point where they've manifested at that level and they're well known and probably they're successful and um, you know maybe wealthy, um, is that they're probably an older soul. Um, and, and a lot of them actually have come in as teacher souls, you know, they come here, there's sort of life purpose. Uh, you know, we all have our own lessons we're learning and then we have our life purpose of what we're trying to teach other people. Their life purpose has to do with teaching and sharing with other people. And so their messages relate to uh, a lot of souls that are on that same path. And so, uh, the messages, uh, themes that are similar is about following your passion and your purpose you know, living your dream. I see a lot of uh, messages also about letting go of toxic people and situations and self-love is also a very common theme. Mm. In the Marilyn Monroe one, you'll see that self-love was a, a really big one. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's a, a beautiful message that definitely a lot of people can benefit from and pretty much applies to everybody right. <laughs> in this world. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things Marilyn said was, you know, mm -hmm. if you're struggling in some area of your life, it probably means that at its core, there's there's an, some element of lack of self-love or you're not mm -hmm. loving yourself in a particular way. And that really resonated for me. And so much of this is unconscious. I mean, you might not think, oh, I hate myself or something, but like on some level, there's a, a you know unconscious element where we don't feel worthy or we're not treating ourselves with love or you know, mm -hmm. not taking care of ourselves, something like that. Mm. Yeah, and I love what you said about uh, those people typically being older souls. I never thought about it that way, but I'd say um, people who manifest the opportunity to reach a large audience probably do have some kind of teaching or like purpose in the area of teaching and even on a spiritual level. Um, that's probably why they chose that kind of life or that kind of experience. So it's a, an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, I channeled uh, Abraham Lincoln and uh, several years ago, actually, and he, he reiterated the message when I spoke with him for my book. And he said something really interesting, which is that, uh, you know, a couple of hundred years ago, the teacher souls were coming in through government. And then I, I got psychically even before then they were coming yeah, through government or through monarchies through, you know, um, old kind of older forms mm. of uh, government versus um, the one that we have. And now that the teacher souls are coming in through media, arts and entertainment. And it mm. really makes sense. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So how did you discover this ability to communicate with the other realms? Do you have these abilities from a very young age? Did you already communicate with angels and beings from the other side as a child or was that something you've developed later in your life? Yeah, I always, I, I would say I was always psychic, but I was very confused growing up. I didn't, I didn't understand, you know, I didn't have teachers in my life and it was also very different than versus now. Now actually with, with media, with television, for example, you know, shows like Medium or The Ghost Whisperer or Sixth Sense, you know, there's, there's this concept of being able to do this that's pretty common. Um, but I think when I was growing up, it was 
less commonly thought of and I didn't have any anything to look at as an example, even if it was fictitious. <laughs> and so I was really confused. And even though I had a lot of psychic experiences, I thought I was crazy because I'm clairvoyant, which means I see things uh, both in my third eye as well as in the physical realm that um, other people don't. And since other people weren't seeing these things, I just thought, well, it must be in my head. And I guess I'm crazy and I probably shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> and a family friend, actually, when I was in college, uh, described a ghost that I had seen but never told anybody about. And it, I realized then, well, I, I don't think he can see it if it's my own hallucination. And so I realized I wasn't crazy, but I was still terrified. And it took many years for me to uh, open up to my gifts and then also put the pieces together to understand how they were all manifesting because I'm an empath. A lot of what I feel in my body isn't mine. Mm. Clairvoyant, um, I'm clairaudient, um, which often manifests as being very telepathic. So a lot of my thoughts are not my thoughts, you know, which is why I can do the channeling. <laughs> um, so it really was not until I was 30 that I really had any kind of grasp on what was happening and how to handle it. Mm. And what was the first realm that you connected with as a child? Would you say it was easier for you to connect with? spirits or um did you see angels too do you do you remember at all i do so what i connected mm -hmm. first which was part of why it was challenging for me was ghosts and demons mm -hmm. and dark entities <laughs> so the dark stuff um and the reason i think is uh the analogy i give is our minds our lives and our energy fields are very much like a garden if you don't plant flowers you know on land what shows up mm -hmm. are you know weeds and that's essentially what's happening for me spiritually and in terms of my energy field i wasn't setting the intention. I wasn't inviting in angels and light beings. And so what just showed up were the, the kind of some of the dark stuff. And then I had to learn how to clear that stuff away, invite angels and other light beings in, and, and then to identify what was what. So uh, I had this kind of spiritual uh, awakening um, just after I turned 30 and uh, invited angels into my life. I had this incredible angelic visitation experience and things changed very quickly for me at that point. It's just like, I just didn't know, you know, and, and, and I'm very passionate about teaching this because I think this happens for a mm -hmm. lot of people, you know, just what shows up is not pleasant kind of like the weeds in the garden, you know, and it's not like that person's doing anything wrong. They just don't know, uh, you know, how to modify what's coming. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And just kind of seeing my own experience was a bit different. I started connecting with the angels first and I was the type of person who just, you know, avoided seeing the dark stuff. Like <laughs> whenever I could, like, I did have like later on my journey, I was going through some traumatic experiences and I started attracting, you know, some of the darker beings into yeah. my reality, but it, I just didn't want to see that at all. And it took me a while, like a lot of suffering actually to finally open my yeah. eyes and see what was really going on. So, um, so kind of seeing it from that perspective, I think it's also maybe part of your purpose um, to help people deal with this this type yeah. of uh, situation or kind of because you at some point I guess you, you lose the fear right and it's oh yeah, yeah. absolutely I mean growing mm -hmm. up I was kind of terrified and now mm -hmm. I'm like oh man I can go I mean I can go to a place that's haunted or there's mm -hmm. demons or whatever I mean it's not necessarily gonna mm -hmm. be pleasant for me but I, I I'm not mm -hmm. afraid there's very little um which frightens me at this point mm -hmm. uh, and the truth is that you know I believe that knowledge is power and once you understand how these um, situations and different beings operate, 
um, you are empowered and then you don't have to feel fear because most of the fear comes in for people because they don't understand and they often assume more power for whatever's there versus them. And it, it's funny because, mm -hmm. you know, some people are like, oh, a demon, and they get really afraid. I'm like, look, a human is like so powerful because not only do we have our spirit, but we have our, our physical being here. Most of these mm -hmm. beings are energy uh, only and they, you know, it's harder for them to manifest in the physical. Um, but you know, human being both spirit and physical has dominion over their space and is extremely powerful. Mm. Um, what would you say are some reasons why demons or dark spirits feel attracted to humans, like other than energy and, and being in a certain vibration? How do you see that from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I think mm -hmm. it is complex. There's, you know, mm -hmm. a lot going on in, in various situations. Um, I think one of the core principles is, you know, what are what are you giving or what could a person give that they might want? In a lot of cases, mm -hmm. it's just energy or attention or light. Um, I see a lot with people that are, for example, overgiving. Um, people that have a lot of light, um, but they are giving a lot and then they attract takers and that can mm. be energetically or it can be in the physical realm in terms of the relationships. And the other, um, thing I'd like to share in terms of this is that I think of dark entities and, and demons very much as like energy parasites. They feed on and create different kinds of energy. So to be aware of what it is that you're kind of giving out, what are you feeding? So, you know, yes, fear, mm -hmm. sadness, um, pain, these are all natural uh, human emotions. But when we get prolonged in one of them, that's when we can get the sort of like mm -hmm. attached feeders. So uh, if you were easily triggered by anger, for example, it's likely that you have some of these around that are pushing your buttons, like they know what our buttons are to trigger that anger, and then they're like feeding on it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely been there. Not so much with anger, but definitely with uh, fear and paranoia. That, yeah, depression, um, anxiety exactly. is a big one. Mm. Anxiety, there's tons of entities that feed on anxiety. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And also, I think setting setting good boundaries for those of us who are like very connected to the light and to our light side. Um, but at the same time, um, I think a lot of us didn't really learn how to set proper boundaries as children. And yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a long story, but I think because we're so socially conditioned to, to always be nice. And, and that was kind of promoted when we were little and maybe Absolutely. being angry and setting boundaries was not considered a good thing. I think it's, it's so important um, to learn that. And uh, then can really step into our power and and use our light for for the good stuff in this world. <laughs> Absolutely, um, and it's it's you're totally right that mm -hmm. it's a lot of times messages we received as children about you know like you always have to be friendly mm -hmm. to someone and I give them a hug when when you, you say goodbye even if you don't like them or whatever. But uh, some of this is is deeper on a soul level too, where mm -hmm. it's a soul pattern. You know, we might have had multiple lifetimes we're working on this lesson. Mm -hmm. And so even our, uh, you know, situation in this particular life usually connect with the lessons we're learning as a soul mm. our past lives as well. Mm. All right. Um, now I wanted to ask you a little more about your work with the angels. Uh, what are some messages that you typically get from the angels? Again, like if they 
know they have an opportunity to share something with a larger audience or also when you're working with clients, what are some of the typical messages that the angels like to share? Do you see any themes there? Yeah, there are a lot of themes, and if angels are something that you're interested in, I have a couple of books about angels. One is on um, how they communicate mm -hmm. with us and how to ask for help, and my book on archangels is coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, one of the common uh, themes that I see is just to be aware of your thoughts, and again, your thoughts may not be completely yours because you may be picking up on information from your angels, from you know, earthbound spirits, from entities around you, but essentially to focus focus on what it is that you would like to bring in and, mm -hmm. and then ask for help with that. Get the, I hear over and over again, ask us for help, ask for help. You know, that we're, we're a lot of times acting like we, everything's, you know, carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders and trying to do everything on our own. And if we simply extend that hand out to the angels and ask for help, it gives them permission to step in. And the importance of thoughts has to do with, you know, manifesting and what we attract and, most people, what they do is actually focus with laser-like focus on what they don't want, <laughs> you know, through stress, through worry, you know, their mind just goes, and that's like praying for what you don't want to happen. It's really putting in energy and manifesting effort, even unconsciously mm -hmm. into what you don't want. So that's, those are probably the, the biggest things that I, I get from the angels consistently is think about what you want, focus on that, and then ask us for help. Mm, yeah, that's such a great reminder. Definitely. Yeah, something they always tell me as well, but I tend to forget that. And <laughs> it's so, yeah, so easy to get stuck in your head about something and then try to right. figure it out. And then actually, oh, yeah, I don't really need to figure it out. I just need to know right. what I want. And then I can ask for it. And right. definitely yeah. makes things a lot easier. <laughs> Do you have and you any can also Sorry. ask a like open-ended uh, question in mm -hmm. terms of you don't have to f fix you know the final answer. Meaning, angels, please help me with whatever is beneficial for me for my career or something like that. You you know you don't mm -hmm. have to be super specific. Specific questions help, but if you're unsure, you can even ask for guidance and ask mm -hmm. them to kind of direct you in a helpful way. Yeah, totally. I definitely I've been in places in my life when I. I was just so confused and feeling so lost that I just kept asking for clarity and that it really helped. Yeah. So just to get kind of clarity for the next step and then I could get more and more specific. Um, do you have any favorite archangels that you like to work with a lot? Well, I mean, I think if there's one angel name that you remember, one angel that you call on, uh, I would probably recommend it to be Michael because I think he's so powerful and he helps with so many things. He helps with manifesting, he helps with clearing and protection. Um, he helps with um, psychic ability. So he's very strong. Um, another one that's been coming up quite a bit uh, lately actually is Archangel Aquariel, which is one that uh, not as many people know about, but Aquariel is an angel that helps with intuition, helps with natural cycles, and also helps with kind of stepping into your own um, power and beauty. Mm. I've never heard of Aquarius. I'll have to maybe do some research. Is this an angel that came through for you, like psychically, or did you read about him? Yes. <laughs> So I was actually doing a reading mm -hmm. for a client and I, a mm -hmm. lot of times uh, the angels will show up as a particular color, you know, so there's mm -hmm. like 
Raphael's is associated with green or, you know, Michael is kind of indigo blue purple. Um, and this kind of aquamarine color was very strong. And I saw the images of like dolphins and um, also peacock. And, and then I got some certain messages and then I just Googled aqua angel and like read some things. And I was like, Oh, that was totally aquarial. Cause I hadn't gotten mm. the theme, um, you know, when I was doing the channeling for the client, but it, it absolutely was that angel. It all resonated when I mm. connected that name and looked up, um, what other people had connected with that particular angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love that when you were mentioning the name aquarial, I just saw that same color that, yeah, the aquamarine mm -hmm. turquoise type. Of yeah. So, I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any tips for people who have never worked with angels before and who are interested in getting started and communicating with angels and maybe other beings from the other, that, from the other realms? Um, do you have any tips on how to get started uh, for beginners? Yeah. So first thing I would say, don't feel overwhelmed. It's very simple. The angels uh, know what we're doing. They see us, they hear us. Um, if it feels uncomfortable, actually say something out loud. They keep, they hear our thoughts. So you can just even mentally ask angels to help you. If there's anything particular that you want help with, ask them for help with that. If you just aren't even sure, just asking for help in general is also very helpful. And, and then I would say just um, pay attention to your thoughts, the world around you, uh, overheard conversations, numbers. These are all ways that the angels use to communicate back with us. And if you want more information about that, my book, Angels, How to Understand, Recognize, and Receive Their Guidance has a lot of very detailed specifics. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to put some of those links in the, in the notes too after I publish this podcast. All right, I think we're almost getting to the end of this episode already but before we close this call i wanted to ask you if there is anything else you wanted to share like some final words a message uh that's coming through for you that you want to share Sure. So as we're closing this in my time zone where I am, it's 3.33. And I just had mentioned that, you know, the angels communicate with us through numbers. And that's one example. Anytime something is repeated, um, it has extra emphasis. And 3.33 is actually uh, the number for um, the ascended masters. So think like, you know, Jesus, Buddha, um, Yin, et cetera. And it's, it's definitely a message of support. So I would just say that if you're hearing this, that means it's for you and you're meant to connect with these beings and start to pay attention to numbers and other signs, um, in your world. And then I'm just getting, uh, this image of the importance of people stepping forward into their passion or their vision for themselves. And that there's a lot of people who they want something, um, but they're either afraid or they have resistance or something and they're kind of holding themselves back or keeping themselves small. And I'm getting that it's just important to start moving forward. And all the tips that I mentioned earlier, the compound effect, do a little bit every day or whatever, um, ask the angels for help, um, that with these things you can make great progress and you can have your dream. And, and, and actually the angels are telling me you can have even better than what you dream. <laughs> it's possible. Mm -hmm. I love that. And so true. I think when we just really open up to our full potential, mm -hmm. there's a lot of magic that can happen and sometimes beyond what we've expected. Yeah, and it can be really totally, incredible. <laughs> totally love that. 
So if, if there's anybody who's listening right now um, who would like to work with you or connect with you in person, what's the best way to get in touch with you and uh, what's your website and are there any other um, ways to get in touch with you? Sure. So probably the best way is my website, which is healingpowers.net. If you want to work with me, you can go to the services page and you can read about how that works. Um, you can also email me at bookings at laurapowers.net. And if you're into social media, I'm on Facebook. Um, uh, Facebook and Twitter are that Laura Powers. And then Instagram, I'm laurapowers44. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Laura, for being here with me today. I really enjoyed this interview. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening and tuning in or watching this on YouTube, if you're watching it there. And I look forward to being back with my next episode very soon. Thank you for listening to the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes. For more information about this and past episodes, and if you're interested in working with me privately, please visit www.annafrolic.com.